listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. So anyway, let's get into it today. As you can see by the the title of what I'm going to be talking about today is how vital it is for us to have um, spiritual strength. Okay, because we know the Bible says what we're fighting against is not flesh and blood. Um, so it's important that we have a strong spirit. And I know sometimes, you know, if you're clicking on this title, like, well, that's basic. Of course, we need a strong spirit. Well, let me just tell you, all the people who thought they had a strong spirit and didn't apply it because they just kind of flippantly agreed at church or they uh, sang the songs in praise and worship and and then, you know, all hell breaks loose one year. And it's not going to be the one year that all hell breaks loose. You think like 2020 was like going to be the monumental year that all hell is going to break loose? No. But a lot of Christians failed at having a strong spirit. And you don't have to fail at having a strong spirit. You don't have to fail at all. God has not caused us to fail. He's given us the word of God. He's given us a book of answers. He's given us um his word that's the Bible says is alive and powerful. So we can go through our daily activities, our daily tasks, um, daily anything, marriage, friendship, work, and succeed at all we do. And so I'm going to compare and contrast a few different things today um, because being a Christian is more than just uh, having a ticket to heaven. Okay, saving us from, you know, eternal punishment. There's way more to Christianity than just salvation. He died on the cross for so many other things that are our right, that's in our covenant. And so we need to activate that today and move forward. Activate it today and move forward. And don't be kicking the dirt saying, well, you know, I wish I was better at this or just let's be better at it. Okay, we can't say shoulda, woulda, coulda anymore. Anymore, we can't do that. It's let's just be better at it. And here's how we can be better at it. And here's how we can work towards being better at it. You know, it's a process and it's a daily thing. The Bible says, give us um, our bread, our daily bread. Well, we have to seek after our daily bread. What's the magic word there, guys? <laughs> daily. We have to seek after it daily. And so that's what we're doing. And that's why the Victory Tribe is here. And that's why you're here on a Monday morning at 1030. And that's why if you're listening to this replay, because you care enough to seek his daily bread and get what God has for you. So I'm glad you joined me. And if you're just jumping in, let's share this. Let's spread the word on it. All right. So we're going to go through a couple different things. And, um, First one I'm going to do is fear and panic versus confidence and peace. You know, fear is a nasty spirit. It's real. It is so real. And it is 
a uh, feeling that puts you in bondage and it's like being tied up really tight with ropes and you can't get out. If you've ever had anyone do that to you and you know, if you're playing a game and you know, this and that when you're kids, it, it's like that. You can't move. It has crippled your mind. It's crippled your body. It's crippled your thoughts. That is something that fear will do to you. And so a weak spirit, this is what happens when you, you know, we're going to, we're going to look at this at the end of, of the broadcast and we're going to be like, which one, what category do I fall in? Do I fall in the strong spirit category or the weak spirit? And listen, if you fall in the weak spirit, do not get down on yourself. There is a way out. There is a way for you to be better. And if you fall in the strong category, the strong spirit side, don't stop there. Don't say, this is it, I've made it. There's no arrival until we get to heaven, folks. <laughs> faith goes higher. There's no cap on your faith, okay? It's grace to grace, favor to favor. It's a constant, we're climbing up this until the Lord returns for us. So if you're on the strong spirit side, don't discredit yourself and say, well, I've got it, I've done it. No, keep working harder because the enemy's attacks are real, okay? Scriptural to be attacked, unscriptural to be defeated. But you have to work at it. You can't say I've arrived and I know everything because the word is a constant book of revelation of the word and things you might see about something at one point, you're going to see it different another way. And then you'll grow from there and say, Ooh, I never saw it like that. Ooh, you know, I can get something. What I thought this message meant on, you know, this verse meant on fear, man, I can turn that into something else. So never put a cap on saying you think you know everything. Be teachable, remain teachable. Always say, Lord, there's more I can get from your word. There's more I can do to build my spirit. There's more I can receive from you. More. I want more. How do I get more? All right. So fear and panic versus confidence and peace. So a weak-spirited person will crumble at the sign, first sign of bad news. What is it that you got? A, an unexpected bill in the mail. Okay, we go into straight panic mode. Uh, a bad report from the doctor. Fear then takes over our mind. Uh, I felt a pain in a part of my body and now we're um, WebMD experts and we have forgotten what the Word of God says and we've let uh, the, the, the voice of the enemy, we've let the lies of the enemy, we've let what society and the world could, could think they know what it is take over our thoughts and we've completely taken this and we've shoved it off to the side. Fear will paralyze your decision and will hold you back from being bold. Being a Christian is all about being bold. That's, I mean, acts and giving us the Holy Spirit for us to be bold and to have power. Fear is, will do the opposite of what the Lord wants you. We always say, you know, it's the opposite of faith. It's the, it's the opposite of everything. <laughs> it's the opposite of everything. 
It will keep you from being bold. It will keep you from proclaiming the word of God. It will keep you from stepping out in faith. It will keep you second guessing what God has said that you could already have, what he died on the cross for, what he says you can have in the word of God. It makes you second guess it. Society gives you suggestions on how to live your life. The word of God gives you direction on how to live your life. I would rather have the actual word of God and the direction from him than a suggestion from the world who cares nothing about. They benefit off of my sickness. They benefit off of my fears. They benefit off of my depression. You see, God doesn't benefit off of that. He, he wants you to have the benefits that he's given to you to live off of. Not so you have to live off the world. And so where there's fear, we know faith has no operation. Uh, if you have your Bible, I'm going to be going through several verses and I would like you to highlight them because they're ones that uh, everything I'm giving you is something that it's not like read one and done. Highlight it. Get it in your spirit, man. Get it to increase where we're going today. Get it to increase to go for your week. Or when something arises, you can go back and be like, ooh, I remember that one broadcast. I remember this verse. So I'm going to be going through several. But start with Ephesians 3.12. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So here we are. We're supposed to go boldly because of our faith. But if where there's fear, faith can't operate, how can we be bold? See, it causes us to retract. It causes us to go backwards. And so just think about last year, just because it's so still so new and so fresh. And, you know, it's still stuff people are carrying over into 2021. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of you to be carrying the burdens from 2020. How can we take this word that's given to this ministry of running in 2021 if you're weighted down? If you're weighted down with anything that's caused from past years, anything that's caused from past hurts, anything that you might be battling at the beginning of, of 2021, we can't run when we have a heaviness on us. But the attacks that you were, you know, you may have faced last year or may have uh, come in front of you last year. Were we at the point where we had our armor on? You know, my my uh, my daughter and my nephew did a Miracle Word Kids video that will be coming out, you know, in the next few weeks. And they broke down the armor of God for your children. And man, when you really read those um, verses and you take it one by one of what each uh, armor and the sword and all of it does, it's not a suggestion because it says in Ephesians 6, it says that you are to put on every piece and what? In order to fight it, to fight off the enemy. So we can't leave our head open. We can't go out without the sword of the spirit. We can't have our breastplate taken off and have our heart and all of this open. We can't do that and go into battle properly. It's a sure way to lose. It's a sure way for some part 
our mind to get taken over, our heart to be crushed. If our heart's crushed, then what we say out of our mouth is wrong. Our confession is bad. It's, it's a downward spiral of calamity. If we don't wear our armor, if we don't have on the shoes of peace and the belt of truth. I mean, when we're coming from all different sides, there's one part that's going to be open and then that's going to lead to a whole bunch of other stuff. So are you the spirit, the strong spirit of, of the fear and panic side? You know, think of a piece of paper today and we're going to draw a line down the middle and we're going to have at the top strong spirit and, and a weak spirit. And then we can really see what category that we fall into. And so uh, Job 4, 5, I wrote down here, so I don't have to f take your time to flip to everything. But it says, now when trouble strikes, you lose heart. You're terrified when it touches you. If you have the breastplate of righteousness on, your heart, you won't lose heart. Your heart will not be affected. You see what I'm saying? You have the armor on properly. You won't be affected. So when trouble strikes, trouble will strike. You know, I have the whole thing. Everyone, you know, uh, you know, has knows that nonstop mom and that shirt I did. It says the struggle, the struggle is over because so much in this world is the struggle is real. And the world will get you to identify with your struggle. And once you identify with a struggle, what happens? That becomes your identity. And that identity is not Christ's identity. That is not who Christ made you. And so now we have this messed up identity because we identified with our struggle. So it's not that struggles and trouble and uh, chaos and things don't try to come near us. It's how we react, how we fight it off and what happens is what matters. OK, so it's not like I sit here and I'm like, man, Carolyn never has anything she ever battles or anything she ever has to fight off. No, daily I have to get rid of thoughts that might come my way. Daily I have to get rid of insecurities that could prohibit me from doing what God has called me to do. Daily, daily I have to tell, you know, shut it. You're the father of lies and I serve my heavenly father who is up in heaven. And this is what he says about me. This is what he says about my life. This is what he says I can have. This is what uh, I can proclaim over my children, over my marriage, over my life, over my husband. So shut it and take a back seat because I'm not listening to the father of lies. I have a heavenly father and he's a good father and he loves you just as much as he loves me. So it's not that I sit here and as I'm saying, you know, the struggle is over because, you know, I think no one ever has it. It just says right here in Job. But now when trouble strikes. So this is what we're talking about today. How do you handle when trouble strikes? Is your spirit man strong enough to withstand it? Is it strong enough to fight it off? Okay, so that was fear and panic. Now let's look at 
Oh, good, Marcy. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. Sorry, sometimes I used to having my husband here and you say that. And uh, so, yes, I am so glad because I am the only one here. Um, so the, the other one we're talking about is confidence and peace. So here's the two sides. We got strong spirit on the paper. We've got weak spirit. We got fear and panic that lies on the side of the weak spirit. Hey, if you're sitting at home and you want to write this out, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, and you've got to draw a defining line. Get a permanent marker. Whoop! It's that permanent line. We're not crossing it. And that's what it is. That's like my book of boundary lines. Boundary lines that you create so the enemy can't cross. Get it on a piece of paper and see that line. So, you, you know, sometimes I'm a, I'm a visual person. I always uh, learn better in school. Look, Jennifer did that. She got the paper. I was, I was always visual, like, Ted can read something. It's like, read it once, and we're done. That's how my daughter Madeline is. She's, she can read something, and it's like, boom, they get it. Me, I need, you know, I need figures, and I need uh, things in front of me, and I need to be hands-on and be like, okay, let me write that out, because I just, like, I can vision it in my head if I write. So I'll take a lot of notes. I'll write a lot of things in my phone. When things come to my mind, I just jot it down right then and there, and then I can go back to it, because that's just how I am. If I participate in it, then um, I, can, I can see it better. And so if you have to write the piece of paper, write it. Strong spirit, weak spirit. First topic was fear and panic. We're putting that under the weak spirit side. And strong spirit, now we're going to contrast it to confidence and peace. This is the opposite of fear and panic. Confidence and peace. So a strong spirit knows what the word of God says and believe it will come to pass. And believe it will come to pass. That's what it says in Mark. If we believe and we say, believing and saying go hand in hand. Go hand in hand. So a, a confident and peaceful Christian, they do not fear. They're not fearful of news. Okay? So this is if you're just turning in like Marcy, anyone new, you have to get this in your spirit man. A strong spirit person does not fear bad news nor does a strong spirit person change their doctrine on someone else's bad news. Okay, you guys get what I'm saying? You, I know plenty of people who are Christians, who love the Lord, and they've gotten a bad report. I've known plenty of Christians who love the Lord and they're faithful men and women of God and have died. Okay, and so we can't take their story. We can't take their situation. We can't take what's happened there and then define the word of God. And that takes a strong spirited Christian. There's times where in my mind I've had to be like, Lord Jesus, why? And I just have to go back to scripture when it's on a topic that sometimes I'm like, what the heck is going on, right? We've all been there. We've all said, why? I've even had some things in my own life where I'm like, what is going on? 
<laughs> right? Please, I know I'm not the only one. Show your emoji hands if you're watching and raise them and be like, I've thought that. Why or what is going on? And when it's on a topic that I have a question, I have to just get my spirit back in line and be like, listen, Carolyn, there might not be uh, everything you know while you're here on earth, but what do we know? That the word of God is truth. It's not, it's not an opinion. It's not anything that we can take and leave a little bit here, a little bit there. The parts that kind of sound good, leave the parts that we don't really, you know, like. No, you have to go to the word of God and just believe, speak the word. And listen, he will cause peace and comfort in your life. But you cannot... You cannot take someone else's situation and change the word of God. I have learned that over the years. No matter how hard, no matter how painful it might be, he is a good God. He is our healer. He is our comforter. He is our deliverer. He is our savior. He is uh, for us. He is there for us in our time of need. He is our provider. You know, you got to say it till you believe it. But see, believing and saying will go hand in hand. You know, there's times where I will say, we're family. We can all talk and be honest here, right? Uh, that, you know, I'll, I'll, there's times where I'm walking in my room and I'm praying. I'm like, man, I don't really... <laughs> always feel what I'm saying right now, but I'm going to put my body in a line. My spirit man's going to take over and I'm going to say it and I'm going to believe it. And then I'm not going to let go of it. And my faith has something to latch onto. You've got to get something out there for your faith to get a bulldog tenacity to launch onto. And so confidence and peace, what news you get, what you see from a friend, what you see from a family member, what you see out in the world, what you see, you know, there's preachers out there. And if they're going through something, you know, we don't put our trust in men. We, at the end of the day, our trust belongs to the Lord. So what uh, is moving you? What is moving you? The, the confidence and peace, because we trust the word of God is what is going to move you, okay? So when you pray, when you pray, the word of God says, whatever you ask, I'm ready to give to you. Be specific in prayer. Make your request known. Don't, we don't need any of these silent prayers and, you know, I, I just, the Lord knows my heart. Say it to him. Say, Lord, Bam, bam, bam. This is what I'm believing for. I'm making my request known. I'm laying it all out for you here. I'm spelling it all out for you here. And he wants that. He wants you to be specific. He wants you to ask him. And he's not trying to hold anything back. It's not a game. It's not like, hey, ask me, and I don't know if I'll give it to you. Ask me, and I'm not going to give it to you. I just wanted to see if you would ask me. This is not a game. When the Bible says that he is a good 
and loving Heavenly Father. That's where it is. Draw the line, good and loving Heavenly Father. Parents that are watching, just think about how much you want to bless your, your kids, your earthly kids. I want to do so much for my children all the time. I couldn't love them more than I love them now. Every day my love for them grows. Just think about our Heavenly Father and you're His child. You're His child. How much He loves you and wants you to have peace and confidence in the Word of God. Isaiah 26, 3, one of my favorite verses. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Here is a sure recipe for perfect peace. You know, when we bake and we cook, we go by recipes. And we don't look at recipes as a suggestion, right? I just so funny how Christians and uh, we take the word of God as a, as a suggestion, but we believe so much of other stuff. You know, when a recipe for a cake calls for sugar, they're not suggesting that amount and they're not suggesting sugar. It's like, well, maybe I can use salt instead of sugar and it's going to taste the same. No, it's, <laughs> it will be gross. It will be a nasty cake. So don't take what the instructions of God tells us and then say like, well, you know, it does say that I will keep in perfect peace if I trust him and my thoughts are fixed on him. But, you know, maybe if I, you know, kind of trust him and um, my thoughts are kind of fixed on what, you know, the the that that self-help book that I read. My thoughts are fixed on that self-help book that I read or that counselor that I was talking to or the therapist that I met with or, um, you know, that really good. I don't, what are those shows that like people sit in the audience? I don't even know what they're called nowadays, like those Dr. Phil shows. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even talk shows. <laughs> I don't obviously watch talk shows, as you can tell. I didn't even know the name of them. But um, the talk shows, everyone gets all their like information from these things. And it's like, this isn't a suggestion. It clearly says in Isaiah 26, 3, you will, you will, not you might, you maybe, you will keep in perfect peace. And there's two things, two things you have to do. Perfect peace, easy peasy, that's it. It, it really is this easy to receive the things of God. Okay, we don't have to make it harder than it is. It really is this easy. We have to what? Trust. Trust. You may have had trust issues. You might have had trust issues growing up. Your past causes you to have trust issues. But the power of the Holy Spirit will break that. You've got to relinquish any past issues because the devil wants you to live in the past. Faith Jesus is all about the future. 
What is it pulling you into? What are you saying pulls you into the future? What, what are you believing pulls you into the future? Pulls you into what God has for you. Get out of the past. There comes a time. People have had some terrible things happen to them. Terrible, terrible situations. Terrible things that people do never want to remember. Don't let the enemy bring them up to you again. Being filled with the Holy Spirit and having the power of the Holy Spirit, getting in a good church, getting into revival services, spending your time with him will break, will break those things off of your life. Will break those things because you can't have trust issues and live a fullness life in the things God has for you. Because one of the things here in this verse is you have to trust in him. And the second thing is keep his thoughts, keep your thoughts fixed on the word of God. Blinders. Okay, so-and-so is going through something right now. I, I know that they're a great uh, person in God. I know that they know the word. So maybe uh, Jesus, you know, is out of the healing business today. Maybe just, he's just kind of, he's busy. There's more people in the world than there was back in the Bible times. And so he's just got a long list and he's really busy. No, you have to keep your blinders on. You have to know what the word of God says about every situation that you're going through. Look at Jeremiah 17, seven. Hey Bonnie, I love you, I'm glad you're here. Leslie, Hope, Chevy, thank you for joining. Teresa, Jeremiah 17, seven and eight. But blessed, and here's the word again, trust. Here is the word again. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Satan wants to take away your trust. He wants to take that away so you have a hard time. I mean, yeah, we, we don't physically see Jesus standing in front of us. Not that people haven't, but it's not a daily thing. So just like I teach my kids about uh, being obedient to their father and I, because if they're not going to listen to us, what makes me think that they're going to be obedient to someone that they don't see physically standing in front of them? Okay, so same thing. We have to trust what the Lord says. And this is what Jeremiah 17, 7, 8 says. But blesses the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I love that. Highlight it. Write it down. Get that in your spirit this week. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Listen, just goes to show you. Here we go. We have a tree planted by water. And what? It's not just planted by water. It says its roots have been sent out to the stream. The living water 
That's what our roots have to be out to our living water, Jesus Christ. We're planted and our roots, roots what hold the tree down. And not only does it hold it down into the foundation, roots uh, are the, the drinking. They takes in water, goes up the trunk, up the stem of a plant. The roots are a very powerful part of a plant and a tree. And so when you look at this verse, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. All right, the weather changes. The weather can be good. The weather can be bad. You could have a good report. You could have a bad report. You could have uh, something trouble coming your way, or you could be uh, having the best day of your life. But look how this tree is. It, it doesn't change. It hasn't changed. It's hot out. It looks like it should be a drought. It looks like there should be no rain, but the, the, the leaves are always green. It has not changed due to its outside circumstances that it's happening to. It doesn't change and it has no worries. This is a tree that has no worries. And <laughs> he cares for nature, but he cares a heck of a lot more for humans. And this tree has no worries. Why? Because it says, hey, my roots, my foundation are grounded. It's drinking from water. And that's all I need. And that's what we need to do. We need to drink from the living water, the living water. And so stuff is happening around you. Your roots are receiving the word of God. It's building your spirit, man. And there's still production in your life. The green leaves are saying there's production. I'm not changing. I don't care what's happening around me. I don't care what news I got. I don't care a situation that I'm in. It looks bad around me, but where are my roots planted? I can get out of this. I can still have a producing year. I can still have a good marriage. I can still have my children come back or my children uh, know the word of God. I still can have good children in my home, obedient, honorable, respectful, full of love and kindness. I can still have what the word of God says. No matter what's going on around me, I'm still in production mode. I'm still moving forward. I'm still in faith because my roots are connected to the living source. So there, here we've done the first thing. We've done fear and panic versus confidence and peace. And so you can be confident as long as your roots are planted properly, you can be confident and you can live in peace. All right, so we've got the two things on the paper. Here's, we're gonna contrast these two. Tired and stressed, rested and joyful. I can tell you what side of the paper I wanna be on for that one. Tired and stressed are rested and joyful. Let's look at tired and stressed first. I wrote down a weak spirit will fail to be led by the spirit. A weak spirit will fail to be led by the spirit. 
and here's the word again. How can uh, you be failed to be led by the Spirit? There's a distrust for the word. Okay, a distrust. You're not trusting the word anymore. You're not believing what the Bible says. You're not believing what's declared over your life. You're not believing in who you are in Christ and your identity. There's a distrust for the word. And that makes it feel like you can't handle your future. You can't handle what's going on, which you're really not supposed to handle it. It says, cast your cares on the Lord. Cast them. Take them off. Sorry, Lord. I'm built to carry blessings. I'm not built to carry burdens. I'm taking it off of my shoulders. I'm laying it at your feet and I need you to help me out. That's what you're here for. We need to be completely dependable on the Lord. We're raised, you, you, you got to learn the balance of strength and depending on the Lord. Yes, we are to be strong. Yes, we are to be full of wisdom, but we're also to look at the Lord and be like, listen, I can't do this without you. I am strong, but I depend completely on you, completely on your word of God, completely. So tired and stress, we know it causes you to feel pressure. You become overwhelmed. You know, a lot of, a lot of stress and tiredness we put on ourselves we, we put it on ourselves it wears you down it steals your joy <laughs> I wrote this down this morning when I was thinking of this tired and stress and it's one that we've all had hey Jaden I'm gonna see you in May we're gonna be in Virginia Beach so I look forward to seeing you, you need to hook up with Alex I told him you live in in the city so you need to hook up with him um, I wrote this down because it's something we've all had to work on. Ready? The power of no. <laughs> the <laughs> getting looks from the back of the camera. The power of no. Not everything you know how to do, you should be doing. There's lots of things that are time wasters time snatchers you know how to do a lot of things and sometimes that we feel like we have to come to the rescue or we have to be the person that always has to do it and what happens to you you end up stressed and tired and and you can't do what God's called you to do when the Holy Spirit asks you to make a switch you're not even listening. You're snoozing on the couch because you're so tired. And you need to know the power of no. Not everything you know how to do, you should be doing because when the real thing comes, when the Holy Spirit says, listen, Carolyn, I need you to make a switch because I want you to start doing this. You'll be like, oh, wait, I can't. I've got too much on my plate. I'm already taking on this and I've said yes to this. But was it what the Holy Spirit asked you to do? Was it what you were meant to be doing? Was it what you were called to do? Or was it just because you know how to do it? You said yes, when really you should have said no. Don't don't get your worth and, and how much you know how to do and what you can do by always saying yes. 
because you will stress yourself out. You will tire yourself out and you won't do the exact things that God wants you to do. You won't have the time for them. And then you're putting, putting it off. And when really that's the direction, that's what he's called you to do. So you've got to say no at the things that God hasn't asked you to do, that the Holy Spirit hasn't directed you to do. Go to Proverbs 24.10. And I was reading this today and I brought out my, um, my new Living Application Study Bible because I was really like reading into this verse. I love Proverbs. Anyone who's watched me in the past knows that it's something you should read all the time because we've got this dumbing down of America. <laughs> and listen, America... Americans might be dumb, but children of God should not be dumb. We are supposed to be increasing and asking the Lord for wisdom. And Proverbs is a book of the Bible that should be read all the time and over and over and over again. People would make way better decisions if they had the book of Proverbs in their spirit man to get to their head. But Proverbs 24.10 says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So, man, I was just like thinking about that verse over and over again. And I was like, man, that, that's, a, that's a serious verse. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So it had me go over to Jeremiah 12, 5. And I was reading Jeremiah 12, 5. It connected with that. And it says, if racing against mere men make you tired, how can you race against horses? Let that sink in for a little bit. Let that sink in for a minute. How can you ever expect to face big challenges if the little ones tire you out? It's like uh, the intercessory prayer teams at churches. It just made me think of this. It's like, hey, I want to be on the prayer team and I want to, you know, pray for you. But like <laughs> the things you're praying for that are small are not even getting fixed. So let's you know, not focus on the big thing right now. Let's conquer the small thing. So Jeremiah 12, 5, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? How can you ever expect to face big challenges if the little ones tire you out? Have a strong spirit. Fight what's going on. Get a hold of what it, the word of God says about your situation and go after it. Get the small things conquered. Get the small things conquered. Anytime that you feel pressure in your life, take that as a moment, a learning moment. Not that God is hurting you or doing anything. Take that moment 
to get stronger and get the fight back in your eyes and get full of faith and say, listen, I won't back down. I'm not going to lose this challenge. How do you think? Okay, so you have a ladder. You climbing a ladder. How do you get to the next step unless you're going up? So it's like faith. You have to constantly increase your faith walk. But what do you have to do? You got to conquer something. You got to conquer something to go to the next level. Same for video games. Uh, same for uh, sports teams. Same for boxing to get the belt. You got to conquer to go to the next champion, to go to the next champion, to go to the next champion until you're the final champion. That's what you have to do. You've got to look at the small stuff, conquer it, move your faith. If there's something that you're working on in your faith that you feel like, hey, I want to be what she's talking about. I want to go higher. When the next little challenge arises in your life, do something towards it that you've never done before. Do something towards it that you've never done before and keep pressing in. And when you conquer it, whew, you're like, yes, I got over that mountain. It doesn't mean there's not going to be another mountain. We have the faith to speak to the mountains to move them. Okay, so get that mountain out of the way and another one comes, you're like, hey, that doesn't look so hard. That last mountain I conquered, that last mountain, my faith has been bumped up a notch. I'm ready, sucker. <laughs> I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to win. Why? I know the end of the story. I'm already a winner. I'm already a conqueror. When you have that mentality, you're ready. You're ready to go to the next level. And so we're not going to fail under pressure because our strength is not small, right? That's it. You're going to say that. I'm not going to fail under pressure because my strength is not small. So now that was on the other, if you guys are writing this on paper, that was tired and stressed. We're going to learn the power of no. We're not going to be tired. We're not going to be stressed because we need to be ready to switch when the Holy Spirit tells us to go this way. And then he's going to say, well, I'm bringing you this direction and you're not going to be caught up in stuff that you said yes to that you should have said no to and cause tired and stress. And if, you know, you're married or you're a mom and you're stressed and you're tired, you're going to have a bad marriage. You're not going to be a very good mom. You're going to be short with everybody. You're not going to have, you know, a good atmosphere in the home. Everything is going to take you off. You're going to live on edge. You're going to be tired. If you're tired, you can't tend to your husband in a lot of ways. And so you can't live a life of being stressed and tired. But you can live a life of this because this is what God has called you to live. Rested and joyful. Rested and joyful. All throughout the word of God, he talks about giving rest. Rest physically and rest spiritually. And when I say spiritually, I mean when you are relaxed, your faith is working. When you're rested in the Lord, your faith is working. You know he's got this. He's got this. I don't have to do anything, but I have to rest in my faith. I have to be relaxed. I'm not worked up. I'm not, my insides aren't going. My mind's not racing. I don't know what the answer is going to be. 
I don't know if he's going to hear my cries and my prayers and, and me calling out to him. No, the Bible says, when you call, I will answer. When you call, I will answer. It's not phone tag. There's no voicemail from the Lord. He doesn't have voicemail and you have to leave it. Listen to the button, old school. <laughs> when you call, I will answer, he says to us. And so rested and joyful. What an amazing feeling it is to not um, feel worry. I'm telling you that this is one thing. My, ne my nephew's watching. I don't know if there's anyone else watching that <clears throat> has been to my home that's, that's online. But my husband and I make a point to make sure our home is full of joy and peace. It doesn't mean I've not ever yelled at my kids in the house, okay? When they act up, I yell. But it doesn't mean that my joy is stolen or there's no peace or there's no uh, unrest in my home. I make a point, actually just the other day, I had someone that had been to my house and um, she was telling me that she told my daughter, there's just something different at your house. There is such a peace and a calmness at your house. And that's not even like, uh, that's not even anything that would have been told to her. So it's something that she felt in our atmosphere because rested and joyful when you, the freedom you feel when you live in that rest and that joy, I mean, there's a perfect example of peace that passes all understanding right there, all understanding. The freedom the freedom you feel will bring you joy and it keeps what? Your body strong physically, your spirit man strong. You um, sleep well, right? Who likes good night sleeps? Me? I love good night sleeps. <laughs> and I don't ever have a bad night's. I mean, I don't, I've been married to Ted this April for, 15 years, I had to think about it for a split second, <laughs> 15 years, oh, we are in April. Okay, so April 22nd, <laughs> I told you, everything um, just all runs together when you are always on the road or don't know where you are half the time. Um, 15 years, April 22nd, and not one time has Ted ever not slept well, uh, ever bothered him. Something's woken him up and like he just uh, couldn't get back to sleep. He was up all night. He was concerned. He was worried. So that's been something that has been imparted to me and our children and in our home. And we pray that. We pray that our home would be a place where people can feel a tangible feeling of the joy and the peace of God. 
And so that's what the opposite of when you have a strong spirit. It says um, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, I won't read that, but I wrote that one down, that obedience to the word brings perfect peace. We know that in Proverbs 17, 22, it says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. A cheerful heart is good medicine. So to stay in joy, to stay in rest, to stay in peace, we're cheerful. We're cheerful because a broken spirit, a weak spirit, a weak and broken spirit saps a person's strength. So you want to be on the strong spirit side. You will have rest and joy and peace in your life, in your life. So we know in Nehemiah it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Stay in joy and you're going to remain strong. All right. The last two things I'm going to contrast for you today is Hopelessness, hopelessness and rock solid faith. Hopelessness and rock solid faith. All right, we have to stop saying these things. I hope this works out. I hope I don't catch a cold. Um, uh, I, hope, I hope this virus doesn't get me. I hope, I hope I don't get arthritis like my my dad has. I hope I don't get uh, cancer like my mom has. Um, I, I know those things are hereditary. I just hope. I just... I'm crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes because I hope I don't get these things. Okay? That's how a lot of Christians speak. But those Christians, we can tell what their spirit man category is. <laughs> I could write them on one side of the paper. There's another one, Leanne. I wonder if. I wonder. I hope. There's no faith in those statements. No faith whatsoever. If you feel hopeless, you're giving in to the conditions around you. If you feel like there's no hope, you're longing for this to happen. There's just no hope. You've put your trust into the wrong thing. If you feel hopeless, you're giving into the conditions around you, and then you're going to repeat the cycles of the first thing we talked about. Fear, panic, stress. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. I wrote down the definition for deferred. The term deferred is to put off or to drag out as in a long drawn out process. No one likes waiting, especially not today. We've got like instant gratification. We've got like same day delivery for Amazon. Nobody knows how to like just stick it out for a little bit. Listen, not everything we're believing uh, God for happens instantaneously. There are instant miracles that happen. Then there's the working of miracles. Things are getting worked. Things are leading to that. Things are happening. We've seen people get healed on the spot. 
We've seen a progression of healing. We've seen people in meetings where they, where they started to feel better or a tumor started to shrink. And when we came back the next year, they're perfectly healthy, fine, and it was gone. We've seen times where the tumor fell off or immediately went away. But in any case, God's still the same. He's still a healer. He's still a provider. So during the waiting time, stay in faith. Stay in faith during that time. I know we don't like to wait, but stay in faith. But when our expectations are delayed for a long time, sometimes that puts on disappointment. And during that disappointment time is when our confessions become wrong. And we're not saying uh, the things that we're supposed to be saying. We start saying things that comfort us, that sound good, that explain away what's happening, right? We've done that. We've explained away why, why it's taking so long. Uh, we're trying to cover for our Jesus. People always try to do that. Somebody is believing for something or it's not going that way and another Christian friend, they're like, well, it's like he doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help. What he needs you to do by being a good friend or a good Christian is speaking the word only, making sure you're not coddling what's happening, but you're saying, listen, let's get your head back in the game. This is what God says. This is what he said over your life. Get your head back in the game. Those are the kind of people we need. We don't need prayer projects anymore for 10 years. Listen, get be one for a little bit. Know what the word of God says. Now you go lay hands on the sick. You go see them recover. Get out of that mentality where it's always looked upon you for something. Now you are a Christian. You are a little Christ. That's what it stands for. Little Christ has got to go out and do something. Greater works you shall do. Are you doing greater works? All right. So uh, back to Proverbs 13, 12. So when we place our hope in Christ alone, that's when we won't be um, disappointed. That's when we won't be disappointed. So make sure your hope uh, from Proverbs 13, 12 is put in Christ alone. So if you are in a season of waiting it out, your hope is in Christ. Your words are in Christ. Your beliefs are in Christ. Your trust is in Christ. All right. And then, so the opposite or the contrast that we're doing for hopelessness was rock solid faith. What is it you're believing God for? Healing, finances, restoration, uh, addiction to be broken. Um, you know, whatever you, comes to your mind today, what um, is it that you have rock solid faith for? If it's uh, healing, you know, somebody wrote on something the other day uh, how Jesus doesn't heal all or something like that. And I was like, well, geez, that's an easy reply. Sorry, did you ever read Acts 1038? Okay, thanks. Before you come at me with Jesus doesn't heal all or picks and chooses. Listen, this doesn't change. This doesn't change. 
there's uh, books out there that things get added and then you have edition one, edition two, edition three. This is not a book where things get added. It is what it is, it means what it says, and we're to apply it and we're to live this way. So this is something that you can trust wholeheartedly. So, um, so there's not one time he turned anyone away for healing. He died on the cross for your healing. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to live whole. He wants you to live in joy. Never says in the Bible, if you're willing, because when Jesus was asked that in the gospels, if you go through it, it's almost, I almost feel like when I um, think of him answering, I feel like he went, what do you mean if I'm willing? Of course I'm willing. I'm sure he was way nicer than that. But <laughs> anytime somebody asked him, if you're willing, he always said, I am willing. He wants you to come out successful. Don't make unscriptural statements and try to make them scripture. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's like people want to say money is evil. And so then you have the Christians that's like, oh no, you have to live humble. You have to live uh, without money. It's like, no, the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? He wants you to live blessed. You can't do the things he's asked us to do. How can we feed the poor and take care of the widows and be a blessing and pay for my own bills on top of somebody else who needs help if I'm poor? How can we go and preach the gospel? How can we go get souls saved if I can't leave my house because I can't afford a plane ticket to go anywhere? or a hotel for my family to stay in. Or, I mean, like, it, it, it's such a religious um, mindset and such a religious spirit that, I mean, that stuff puts a distaste in, in God's mouth. Yuck, gross. <laughs> puts one in mind, too. All of those stem from a religious mindset and not the Word of God. We can't pray for healing one day. We can't speak over our finances that we've sown. And then the next day we have a contrary thought on it. We have a, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have given that. E, you know, nope. It was in the anointing. God told you to give that amount. Do it, let it go, bury it. Use your words to water it and see a harvest come back. Okay, you need a healing? Yes, I believe it, I receive it. He's my healer. He heals all. Isaiah says, my, uh, uh, my healing will spring forth quickly. I'm getting it now. My faith moves time. Faith is not boxed in by time. Faith moves time. And I'm going to increase my faith and I'm going to get what God has for me. That is how you have rock solid faith. You have to make these confessions daily. James 1, 6 through 8, I'm wrapping it up here. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect 
to receive anything from the Lord. I love James and I love James 1 because it's very plain and there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. There's no way around it. It's plain and simple that you will not expect to receive anything from the Lord. If you have faith, then it goes, woo, woo. Wait, did he say this? Do I really believe it? Wait, hold on. What did, what did society say? What did the world say? Nope. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in all they do. Don't be looked upon as an unstable person. Instability is, is frightening for a lot of people. People don't like that feeling. And the last thing they need is a Christian to look like a messy instability. They don't know up and down. They're this way. I mean, one minute you have your friend and she's like, yeah, faith, let's go to church, this and that. And then like something happens and it's like, mm, I don't know if I really believe in that. And I'm kind of busy today. So Sundays just aren't good for me anymore. And I kind of took this job because my finances weren't, you know, the best. And now I'm going to get more money. And no, unstable in all their ways. And they are not going to get what they're asking the Lord for. Don't be that person. You know people like that? You better tell them straight up. Listen, read James 1. Get it in your spirit. You want to have a strong spirit? You're stable. You want to have a weak spirit? You're unstable. That's it. Each side of the paper, that's what it is. So what category would you fall into? After we've talked about this today and you're thinking about it and you're looking at the paper, what category do you think you fall into? Do you think in some of the areas that we talked about, you might be a little on one side and a little on the other? Like I said at the beginning, if you feel like you're any on the weak side, that can change. That can change. It's, nothing, it's, it's a reflecting moment. It's not for you to feel ashamed. It's not for you to look at it and be discouraged. It's for you to look at it and be like, hey, wake up, wake up. What can I do differently? What, what changes can I make? What do I have going on? How do I get to this side? And when I get on this side, how can I keep increasing it? Because like I said at the beginning, you don't get on the strong spirit side and be like, I'm done. It's a constant daily infilling to make our spirit man strong. Just like when we work out, just like when you work out, you want to keep muscles. You want to keep abs. You want to keep something you've got while you've worked out. You want to keep your weight down. You have to constantly work at it. It's not one and done. It's not, hey, I lost all this weight. Now I'm back to doing what I did before. No, what's going to happen? You're going to gain it all back. Hey, I want to tone. I want to go lift. I want to, you know, you're a guy. I want to get muscles. I want to do this. You get to this point. You have to keep going at it, just like your physical body. Same for your spirit man. You've got to keep going at it. Feed on the word of God. Speak. Pray in the spirit. That's how you get a strong spirit like we've talked about. But listen, real quick, if you go, um, I, I wrote it down here this morning as I was walking out the door because I thought about Jesus is the perfect example of a strong spirit. He didn't let his flesh take control. 
He lived in constant victory. Actually, I want to go to it because I want to I want to read it to you real quick. But if you go real quick to Luke 22. Luke 22, 42 and 43. He walked away, and okay, so he's, he's praying in the Mount of Olives. So he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. So here is the Lord getting ready to go get crucified for us. And his spirit speaks out, I mean, his, his flesh speaks out. So here's a perfect man on earth in a split second, his spirit, uh, his, I'm sorry, his flesh cries out. Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. So listen, Jesus is a perfect example of a strong spirit. For a second, he said, anyway, Lord, that I don't have to go do this. Is there, are you sure? Like any other little way, I don't have to go through all of this, but if this is it, I'm doing it. And an angel came down and just like we need somebody to strengthen us or just like we need that angel to come down, we have that word of God to strengthen us, to strengthen our spirit man and snap us right back in place to where we need to be, to where we need to receive, to where we need to get everything that God's called us to get right then and there, right then and there. So the word of God is powerful. We need this. We can't live life without our daily bread. We need it. It's life, health, freedom, healing, peace, and medicine to our body. This is medicine to our body. So think about it today. When you wrote those things down on your paper or if you're going back and you're doing this, what are the things you can work on? What are the things you can go after? What is it you could be uh, better at, stronger at, take time, more time at? And so that's what I'm going to pray with you today. And uh, we're going to agree that this is for you. We are not going to be sucker punched again. Listen, if 2020 was a year where you got sucker punched, you're coming back and you're coming back stronger. We're not letting the enemy pull the blinders over us one more time. I'm not having it. I'm not having it for me. I'm not having it for my family and I'm not having it for you. I'm going to be the friend with you that lifts you up and says, listen, you can do this. You're strong in spirit. This is what our Bible tells us. This is what we're going to do together. And I'm going to be the one. It might hurt. You might not like everything I have to say, but I will be the one because we're not going to have weak, sick, pitiful representations of my heavenly father here on earth. I'm not having it around me at least. So if you're part of the Victory Tribe or you're watching this broadcast, then you're now pulled in to this. <laughs> but I'm going to stand in agreement with you today and we're going to pray. And I genuinely love you. 
I genuinely want to see you better. I genuinely want to see you strong. I really, really do love and appreciate that you've taken the time to, to be with me today and to receive this word because I know it's what the Lord had for you and for me. Even when I take time to get the words for broadcast or ask the Lord what he has, it builds my spirit up. I was listening to some praise and worship this morning while I was getting my makeup on. And um, I was just saying, yes, Lord. It was a song and it literally just kept saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It was the song uh, William McDowell was singing. And he, he transitioned into it from, I give myself away because that's how we have to think. This temple is a borrowed vessel from the Holy, from, from the Lord. And we are to keep it strong and ready to work the works of God. You don't have to be in the fivefold ministry to work the works of God. And so today this is for you. So Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person that has watched today or listened on the replay. I pray that the gift of faith rises up inside of them. Lord, that any areas that they look at, that they see that they need to work on, I pray, Lord, that a supernatural boldness comes over them, that they hunger and thirst for your word, that their spirit man is strong, that they will say yes, to what you have for them, that they trust in the word only. Thank you, Lord, that their minds are filled with peace, not worry. Their hearts are filled with joy and not sadness. There's no brokenness inside of them, Father God, for you have raised them up to be a mighty army in these last days. Thank you, Lord, that the word of God is our daily bread. And we take that into our spirit. We take that in, Father God, to make us strong, to make us mighty. Father God, I loose your power to each and every one watching, Lord, if they're battling sickness and disease, I pray a mighty healing power goes from my voice to their ears watching, that they're anointed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that every organ works properly, every blood vessel lines up and it's made and created to operate the way you designed it. Every joint pain leaves them in the mighty name of Jesus. Every eyesight that's going dim will be brightened and stronger and stronger than ever before. For Lord, we are a mighty army rising up. We're in a revival, Father God. We are seeing in these last days a mighty move of the Holy Spirit and the ones that are listening and the ones that are watching are a part of this movement. Thank you, Lord, for the Victory Tribe. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person watching, Lord, that there is a blessings that cover their life. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the word of God that was sent forth today, their spirit man is strong and mighty and will work the works of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Amen, amen, and amen. If you receive it, I know Ted always says, put up the fire emojis, hand claps. We can do the lady in the red dress dancing, whatever gets you going. But I know I receive it and I feel strengthened today because I've got homeschool and I need all the strength I can get and the joy and the peace and the faith. No, um, I love you guys. Thank you for joining me today. I want to give you an opportunity to sow into Miracle Word Ministries. We have so much that's going on and you are a part of it. You get to be a part of it. You are, you know, you don't, I invite you to the meetings and I know a lot of people get to be there. We've had Victory Tribe people come for hours in the last year and a half all over and it's blowing my mind and it brings tears to my eyes when I get to a service and they're like, we drove three hours to get here for this one service and we have to turn around and drive three hours home. Like the dedication. And I pray that the Lord honors their faith and dedication and the testimonies that they're giving back. I know that he is. But I thank you for standing with Ted and I as we are now on television all over the world. Uh, you can get uh, the Faith TV app as well and, and catch it on there. But I know uh, that we are on, a, is it 180 nations, <clears throat> Tiffany? I'm making her brain work. I, I think it's like 180 nations now that we're on. It, it went from broadcasting and, ugh, makes me cry a little bit. Broadcasting in a, <laughs> now she's, now she's in a broadcasting in a bedroom to this studio that God has given us the ability to speak all over the world in the new doors, my daughter, and the new doors that God has opened for us. And you guys have been a big part of that, a big part of that. So we thank you. But I know that the Lord is having you partnered. Ted and I pray all the time for, uh, we would, love and we ask the Lord for partner a thousand partners to join us and a lot of you have and more than ever this year uh, you guys have, have contacted us to increase your partnership and I know I know the Lord is working on your behalf and the testimonies that are coming in so thank you for for joining us in that and though you can't always go with us you are going to receive the reward of the souls that are being saved at the meetings and putting the seed in good ground. So as you can see there, you can give at miracleword.com. You can partner there. You can go to PayPal info at miracleword.com. We also take Zelle and Zelle is the same info at miracleword.com. There's Cash App, there's Donate. Venmo is the same. It's it's, doll, it's a MW Give for Venmo. But ask the Lord today, ask, ask the Lord what he would have you do. We've got big things happening this year, uh, increasing with Miracle Word Kids and a lot of other things that the Lord's laid upon our heart. And um, I, I ask you to, to pray and whether it be right this second or ask the Lord this week, what large seed can you sow to Miracle Word Ministries? What's something that the Lord is tugging on your heart to, to take you guys even further? You know, it's not just about what it does for Miracle Word. It's what you guys plant 
is a harvest you're going to receive. So pray about it, ask the Lord, and then do it. Do it and do it quickly. And like I said earlier, with no strings attached, just take your confession and your words and, and water it and see what God has for you in 2021. It's going to be miraculous. And I want to get a testimony from you on it. So thank you for standing with us. Make sure you, um, uh, Ted's going to be back for tomorrow and uh, he's going to be back for Wednesday. And then I'm going to see you Wednesday afternoon at two. Make sure that you join me. And so I'm so excited for Wednesday. I'm so excited. So I'll see you at two o'clock on Wednesday. Make sure you're there. I love you guys. Thank you for spending Monday with me. And um, look out for the new kids stuff on Wednesday. I can't believe it's already a new week. Man, these weeks go by so fast. Love you, Leslie, Wyona, Bonnie. And don't forget, uh, ladies, I am speaking this month, April 24th. I'm going to be at World Harvest Church in Roswell, Georgia. Um, seriously, one of my favorite churches. I love the people there. I love, love, love the people there. And I'm so excited um, to be a part of what's happening that day. Uh, you can register at their website, worldharvestchurch.org. Org. And um, really, honestly, if you can get there, please join me, contact the church and be a part of it. Um, I just had somebody write me from North Carolina yesterday. They're like, you know, what hotels can we get? Uh, if you aren't familiar with the area, feel free um, to email our ministry and uh, we will uh, help you out with any hotels in that area. But I would I would love to see you. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm not always a fan of women's meetings. I'm just going to announce that now because a lot of women's meetings are a big cry fest. And so nothing's wrong with crying. We are emotional beings built differently than men. But I'm telling you right now, that is not how we're going to leave. You see that karate kick that I did at the, <laughs> the last women's meeting I had at my church? Because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna finish the devil. We are strong, strong women. We're strong women for the Lord. And that's exactly how we're gonna leave uh, that Saturday is on a new level of faith. And it's a prayer that I have for the Lord. I say, Lord, when you uh, ask me to speak, I want the gift of faith to be completely evident. Uh, and so everyone can grab a hold of them. And that's right, Leslie, finish him Mortal Kombat style. I love you guys, and um, I'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for joining. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.